What's up, everybody? It's your pal Signutron, and I'm back with some more uh, Native American slash Indigenous issue episodes. Um, this I brought one of my favorite guests back on, Full Metal Carrick, and we actually recorded this episode all the way back in July 28th. Holy shit, where does the time go? That It feels like a fucking another lifetime ago, but... Uh, now that I've got around to cutting it up and putting it together, it's so timely and it's so important. And right now, I'm serious. People, like, as things are shifting and changing and, and we're all paying attention to Black Lives Matter and stuff, and now that Trump is on the way out, we really have to start paying attention to indigenous peoples and the first inhabitants of America and the issues that they are facing right now, very real issues. And here's the thing. One, notably, uh, well, still the Kumeyaay at the border wall, um, but also Trump, the Trump administration on its way out is rushing the destruction of Apache lands at Oak Flat. Um, they're trying to pass off the rights to a mining company so it can suck out the copper. And they, they're doing this during COVID, so nobody can really make a big st stink about it because everybody is trying to take care of their communities with COVID, uh, which is also another important point. Native American communities are being hit very hard with COVID. And I just heard, found out today is, today is uh, December 8th. Uh, and we just went back down into lockdown here in California. So COVID is getting bad again. So please... Um, there's the, uh, the, he mentions the uh, Navajo Hopi Solidarity.org as ways you can help uh, the COVID. And there are other tribes I'm sure that are struggling. I'm going to do my best to collaborate, uh, reach out. I'm, I'm trying to, if, if you're a native or an activist or anyone that uh, has any information or anything, like please hit me up. I'm trying to connect everybody through a network of communication so we can generate awareness and come together to care about each other because. You know, yes, black lives matter. Yes, indigenous lives and land matters. And everybody's life matters. But some people have very specific problems that come with their specific group of people. And we have to start addressing these individual problems as a collective whole. So without further ado, here's this amazing episode with Full Metal Carrick. Uh, check him out on Instagram at Full Metal Carrick. Actually, one more note before we get started. Please, please, please spread awareness at the issues that indigenous people are facing and Native Americans. Like, they really need awareness spread on this issue because for too long they have been swept under the national conversation rug and they are still suffering atrocities at the hands of the U.S. government. We have to come together and we have to start caring about people that are different than us because that is the way to progress that is the way to collective progress so please you can spread awareness from the comfort of your own home this is this is what people need to understand your voice your social media it's powerful start projecting and amplifying native voices and native issues and get them swept up into the public consciousness and the mass conversation that's happening right now because if you're supporting black lives matter but you're not supporting indigenous rights then you're only focused on half of the solution so now without further ado What's up, everybody? I am back for round two with Full Metal Carrick, and uh, we had plenty of things that we wanted to talk to last time, talk about last time, but we didn't get to. So, uh, having him back, and we're gonna discuss all of those things and more. Um, we got some serious things to talk about, and we have some more lighthearted things to talk about, and we're gonna see how these. We have a list of things, and we're gonna see how we get through them. But thanks for coming. Thanks for coming back, Carrick. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for having me back. <laughs> it's really. Uh... <laughs> sick to be here again 
right on. I'm excited. <laughs> so last time you wanted, we wanted to, you wanted to talk about how like um, Mexicans and Pacific Islanders and First Nations people um, were also like indigenous peoples and and things like that. Yeah, I think um, people kind of just like really forget about that. I think people forget that you know Mexicans they were always there just to, just like. Native Americans were just like Pacific Islanders were and just like the First Nations and Inuit people up in the north were. Mm -hmm. That continent belongs to them, too. And Texas and the south and stuff used to be did belong to Mexico, Mm -hmm. I think, before, too. But yeah, people think or I guess people just completely forget about the fact that those they're all indigenous people in America. Yeah. Like when you told me that, I was like, holy shit, because you mentioned like Mexicans. And I was like, oh, my God, like I didn't even. They were just colonized by. Yeah. Like different Europeans. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's it's also interesting, too, because like I I need to do more research on this. But like when I was researching the Kumeyaay people, the Mexicans in a sense like there or it was again, I'm probably butchering the history on this. So I need to like really revisit it. But it seemed like there was also (laughs) some sort of colonialism happening from the Mexican side as well that was like pushing into Uh, the territory so there was like there was a lot of uh uh, different factions trying to take land but that was already inhabited you know and so yeah yeah there's a lot of it's it's weird a lot of like land issues but you you were mentioning there was like issues in hawaii uh yeah pacific islanders and stuff i think yeah i want to know more about what's going on in hawaii like with just properties being bulldozed over or sacred areas being built on or something because i think that's what's happening with like a telescope or something is being built in mauna kea or something i I, i'm really not sure Mm -hmm. but i really i would like to know more about that yeah and if anybody is listening that uh if you live in hawaii or um your pacific islander like there i want to discuss a lot of issues uh facing marginalized people because like in hawaii it's happening too like i don't think a lot of people realize this but the the touristy nature of how much like money generates like from tourism to hawaii is kind of like destroying the hawaiian culture there it's it's like they're blazing over like this this beautiful land to like build more hotels and and it's just and they're just pushing again like it's all it's this like modern day like pushing native people off their land that was already theirs in the first place yeah and there's like not much like where can they go you know it's like yeah only so big and they're just turning it into a playground yeah dude i want to do like a deep dive in uh hawaiian history because like what i've touched on is like it's pretty terrible like if really if you like i i feel like in the more i do world history and stuff you start looking anywhere and you're gonna find like some really terrible history all over the globe yeah definitely i mean i i feel like there's so much stuff that we have probably just completely lost because like what is that saying that history is written by the winners Mm -hmm. or whatever yeah and that's like that's so scary i mean and you see evidence of that like mm-hmm. even now you know yeah uh just how how much you don't really learn about the uh history and like genocide of of natives or uh you know about slavery and stuff in school it's it's basically a footnote or like a chapter in your history books or whatever you know where you should be learning that shit yeah the real shit <laughs> every year yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like, can you imagine if, like, Hitler and the Nazis won the war? It's like, we would have a totally different history. They would, like, all of the genocides would be rewritten to, like, as justified and and all this stuff. And people would, like, not even know the real story. And that's unfortunately what's happened in America for, like, 
against native peoples and against African Americans. Like it's, mm-hmm. this is, I think it's, is, uh, this year is a very, like, you know, they say the veil is being lifted and it's like, we're seeing the past for what it really is. And I think it's important that you don't look away from this, uh, because people need to know the truth. I know it's uncomfortable and I know it's hard, but like people are, there are many groups of people living with the very real impact of that history and it's it's still perpetuating abuses and atrocities against people. Yeah, it's it was such a big disturbance in like the whole history of this country and it became bigger and bigger and then something that could never change. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds so drastic. I mean, it is drastic, but it makes uh oh, what am I trying to say? You mean like it's to- it kind of it became like written into history and then sort of cemented and reinforced which reinforces this this strange white supremacist mentality that sort of lurks over everything kind of, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. 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 That, yeah, that (laughs) is a lot better than what anything I could have thought of at the moment, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that kind of brings us into like what we were talking about before is the, this scenario of a lot of, and, and you know, I say white people, but it's like, you know, I mean, that's, it's just, it is what it is. You know, it's like white European Eurocentric, this, this yeah. imperialist colonialist mentality. And we're living in the echoes of that today. Even white people are living with this weird, this horrible mentality passed down from just the systems. And, you know, and, and which brings us to the, the other point to, to the point where they don't even realize it's wrong because it's like it's that's their reality that was constructed for them and to shake that yeah shakes their very core yeah yeah that goes back to the uh like you know the cowboys and indians thing that's like the <laughs> mm-hmm. there's no education on uh like the truth or the like, history of like how america came to be or like how what that game really means, I guess. So, you know, it's just a bunch of ignorance and then it like snowballs into having, having just having no respect for any of the culture at all. Mm-hmm. I like that analogy about the snowball. Cause it's like the, you know, the history, if you imagine it, the history is the snowball and all that things that happen is in the center of that snowball and it rolls down the hill. Mm-hmm. And by the time it gets down the hill, it's a boulder and everybody like looks at it and like, can't even see where it even started, you know? And that's, that's what's so yeah. confusing. Yeah. And then the next thing is how do we deal with this? <laughs> yeah. Cause it's now it's just sitting in front of us. Yeah. And no one wants to talk about it, but we have to talk about it now, and we have to get yeah. rid of the snowball. <laughs> yeah, it's time to get the the pickaxes out and chip away at it and deconstruct <laughs> it, and you know, like as a as a whole society, and say like, okay, yeah, we have to we have to reconcile, we have to make this right, and this, you know, um, and it, yeah, so that kind of brings us to the the PNG High School that you were talking about. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. So the Port Natchez High- Groves High School, there is a petition out for this high school to change their mascot. Their mascot is the Indians. Mm-hmm. They call their football uh, stadium the Reservation. Whoa. Their slogan is Scalpum. Jeez. Ah, <laughs> So there's a petition out to change their, for them to change their mascot. And I think, yeah, at, the, at this point, it's got over 130,000 signatures on it. And I guess, yeah, the question that I just really want to ask is, why do there even need to be this many signatures for them to even, there's actually, a, there was a counter petition as well. Oh, gee. Yeah, for them to like not change their name. And I was like seeing some uh, some of the things that these people were like saying about it. And they were saying stuff like uh, they need to get over it, stop being crybabies and 
saying, oh, there was one. One guy was like actually threatening death. Like He said, um, oh, I'll show you. Like, I'm going to show you guys what pur- purple pride really means because like purple is like one of their colors, uh-huh. uh, their school colors. And what? Yeah. So I'm going to show you what purple pride is all about. And I'm willing to kill for our name or whatever. What? Just something like that. I don't know. I wish I could read it, actually. Holy um, smokes. So one person was even saying that uh, we own them and we own their culture. They lost like so they don't have any say in this. And it's like, I can't believe the wow. <laughs> like, how can you? say stuff like that because any argument that you have is will hold no water yeah where what i don't i don't know what they're basing uh that off of maybe like i yeah i I try to i try to understand everybody and see where they're coming from just so like can help talk things out and deconstruct things but it's like i think humans have this problem of once they're born, they's, like we're all input-output devices. And then that person grew up in a reality where someone made it very apparent to him that purple pride, man, that's all that matters. This is, <laughs> this is your heritage. This is your history. And if anything challenges that, then kill them. You know, like, like somehow that got input yeah. into that person. Yeah. And, and so they, they don't even – so for them, their history and their, their narrative starts at the point where – this is a of high school with their mascot, and it's always been that way, and it shouldn't be changed. But they yeah. they're completely excluding the past history of what that was all based on. It was the genocide of an entire peoples, you know. Like they they're just sort of yeah, and that's never had to that's never affected them personally. So they I guess they can't even fathom why it's wrong yeah. to to label these things as that yeah like they they've had they've never they've lived like such a blanketed life safe from any kind of feelings that can even come close to that Mm -hmm. to to comprehending why anyone would even feel that way Mm -hmm. that they think that they can just have their opinion and tell an entire race of people that um they should get over it or or that they belong to them or their culture belongs to them like yeah, jesus and that they lost that like hurts my stomach like just to hear that people would even like yeah could even see reality that way yeah calling calling their football stadium the reservation where native people were forced to live on what land like is theirs and just belongs to them mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> they've always been there yeah, and uh, you know it's it's unfortunate because school. yeah, I I don't think that high school teaches people the true history of what actually happened. Like, I, how could they? Because like, how could any kid or anybody that goes to that school be okay with any of that if they knew the the truth? Yeah, that's what I. That was like one of my immediate thoughts. Actually, was like, how are any of the teachers like okay with this? Or like the parents? Like, no one, no one is uh saying anything. Uh, even like you know, even if it's like a completely like white school that doesn't mean <laughs> yeah you know if i went there i would these people definitely have a problem with that you know like yeah i feel like even as a, a grown adult in this country right now you should just know better mm-hmm. even like as a teacher and and you're just allowing all these kids because i think that's from what it seems to be that's like their mascot through their entire school district Mm-hmm. because there's you see photos and videos of these kids 
and they're oh they are dance teams or their cheerleaders or whatever they wear um war bonnet headdresses no. and they yeah they do these like whoops and stuff jeez ah, and they they wear feathers and like dance around i all their costumes are just really i don't know man it's it's so hard to explain to, right now i feel like i'm you just can't get the words out. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's, it's, I can't. I, I don't know how to explain it because it's it's so what they're thinking is so off and so wrong from anything that even appears to be Native American. Mm-hmm. That you know, it's like com- it's completely unfamiliar. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they have like videos and pictures of the of their cheers and their dancing, and I don't know, man, it's really fun. There, there's kids like playing flutes like wooden flutes and stuff and Man. they're singing with like like purple feathers in their hair and like war paint on yeah see you're just like you're not only not only is that school actively obviously not teaching the real history but it is actively <laughs> like perpetuating kids to devalue groups of people and what is sacred yeah and it's like this this i keep coming back to this concept now is that the problem with america is that like and the eurocentric view is that nothing is sacred they they have mm-hmm. nothing that is sacred and it's like and then since we've talked i've done a lot more research into you know headdresses and this like eagle feathers and this the symbolism mm-hmm. and the and the yeah. sacredness and it, and it means something you know it's like from what yeah. i've read it's like every feather on the headdress is from a, a vow a, like a deed or like some kind of like yeah some they, it was earned you know and it, that makes yeah, it yeah, sacred yeah. and there's exactly. there you know but then these kids are just taught like oh just just wear that it's it's fine just make a mockery of this these people and their their sacred traditions mm-hmm. you know it's it's like ah it's so and it, it, there's and you said there's like 130,000 people on the petition and it's like yeah I, I don't know if you know this, but like even a hundred people that like, that's a lot of people like trying to get 130,000 people yeah. to do anything is fucking hard. And if there's that yeah. many people that have a problem with uh, your mascots <laughs> and your things that like, you could literally pick anything in the whole wide world to have a mascot. And it, but like 130,000 people and more have a problem with what you do have. Like maybe it's time to just to change it. You know, yeah, yeah. You could literally, literally anything. The dragons, anything. right? Yeah, come on, like, yeah, like, jeez, man. Anything. Wow, that's that just put a whole new perspective on it. <laughs> just any, anything else in the world. Yeah. So it, it to me, it it feels like there is whoever's making the shots there. It's somebody that is so attached to that, even though they know that it's wrong. It's like it's still like there's something about it. they want to like stick it to this group of people because like look at uh, like it, yeah. yeah. And clearly people like we own you. Like there's holy shit. There is some toxic fucking virology mm-hmm. like underlying all of that shit, man. Yeah, saying that we own you, we own your culture, and calling them crybabies. But these people, so the locals that were saying that it's like their heritage the name of the sports or their yeah their sports mascot of the high school that it's their heritage but yeah the thought that i was thinking of is like the you know it's it's strange because these like conservative groups of people like they're taught i see where it happens man because i was ra- i grew up in indiana like small town like i i know these people and i know how this mentality mm. develops and it's because they're taught don't ever cry it's it's this whole like you know it blew up into this once trump came in office this group this lib this liberal snowflake myth is such bullshit yeah that hurts everyone 
because like the this conservative people like you can't cry you're a cry baby you can't do you can't show emotion you can't do this and it's because like they have been so abused and traumatized into not being able to express their own emotions that they're starting to lash out and it's like it, it's this wow. huge trauma cycle that is so hurtful when it's like no we should be able to express our feelings we should like listen we should have compassion for people you know like it's we're all people like everybody cries everybody feels emotions but there's this weird yeah. like subversion happening in conservative America where you don't cry, you suck it up, you bottle it up, and then it manifests in like repressed regression and racism and and sexual abuse, and, like all of these. You know, it's like yeah. holy shit, man. Like, yeah, just, yeah, definitely. So it makes it so that if you if you have like a complaint about anything, that yeah, you're just a crybaby, mm-hmm. and you need to get over it. Yeah. But it's like, no, like you need to educate yourself and understand like where these people are coming from, like, you know, and and speaking of where they came from, uh, we we had more Trail of Tears stuff that you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there was some other things I didn't really get to about Trail of Tears. It happened around 1836. And I guess about only 2000 uh, of the natives had actually left on onto the tra- Trail of Tears. Mm. So the government actually sent uh, 7,000 soldiers uh, to like expedite the process mm. of the, like forcing them onto the Trail of Tears. Mm-hmm. When they were doing this, they like f- they forced them into stockades uh, at gunpoint while, while they were looting their homes and all of their belongings and stuff. Jeez. Yeah. I think I think this is some something the like one thing that a lot of people remember is like when they were spreading diseases to the native americans as well like by coughing on like trade blankets like giving them to what they thought were gifts Mm -hmm. from the u.s government but they were just giving them illnesses yeah and i think that's like that's like something that's a big thing in history too that is i think something really forgotten is how they really like spread all those diseases through like all the native americans because they were untouched by all, all of those things and you know as as soon as like all of the first settlers and colonizers came over here they brought all of those diseases with them mm-hmm. since they had never been exper- like, exposed to any of that it just ran rampant through them and you know they were just dropping like flies yeah, and I think it's intention. It's like it's important to note that it wasn't sure. I'm sure some of it was accidental, uh, but there was also intentional. Like as you mentioned, they like intentionally yeah. put disease on blankets and gave them as gifts. Yeah. Like they knew what they were doing. This was this was yeah. straight up like early biological warfare, which today is by today's standards is like absolutely outlawed by the Geneva Convention. Like biological warfare mm-hmm. is like a big huge no no anywhere in the world. Yeah, I feel like is that not one of the f- like is that probably not the first instance of biological warfare? Like. Um, I think, <laughs> dude, man, people have been pretty fucked up throughout history. Like medieval times, Probably, they yeah. would like, okay. they would like body, like they would, they were, I forget what they called them, but they would put like these diseased body parts in balls and like can like catapult them over walls so that like they were just rotting oh. flesh in the, in the siege, the place they were laying siege on. And it's like, you'd have to do something with that because there's just dead body parts. And then they would start getting sick because it, and it's just like, man, like oh. people have been, super fucked up that is up so gnarly history. okay yeah. wow 
So, and again, <laughs> it, you fucking Europeans, man. Like, it's like, yeah. Yeesh. Yeah, see, that that's like another point I kind of wanted to bring up too with, with that is like, I feel like I hear a lot of people when they're talking about American history or something, or I guess a lot of white people, when they talk about the genocide of Amer- Native Americans, I hear things like, oh, yeah, well, they were uh, fighting amongst each other anyways. And, you know, they were like warring against each other and they were treating each other like this or that or the other. And, you know, that's true, but that's kind of true, like everywhere else. But that doesn't they say that as if it means that it justifies colonization mm-hmm. in some type of way. Yeah. Which is like, I, I really don't understand the, the, the point of that argument. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's, uh, it's just a, a way to validate, again, like Eurocentric colonial imperialism. Like it's, you know, <laughs> and also, but see, here's the thing. It's like, it's, it's like omitting the entirety of the scope of things. Like, so yeah, I'm sure there were definitely some warring tribes. Uh, and, but also there was such a complex and like highly evolved, like political system, like mm-hmm. of the native Americans and like, yeah. and land. So it's like, they were coexisting, but there was a, sure there's always going to be some scuffles, but like you don't like nobody ever focuses on how like politically evolved they, they were, you know, yeah. and, and that's something that is hugely missed and should be learned about. Yeah, I think actually the from what I understand, the Iroquois have they still um, practice it exactly the same way, which like I'm, I'm not exactly sure how all it works, but they're. A political system was actually pretty advanced from what I understand mm-hmm. yeah but yeah I think I think that's like something that's totally swept under the rug people it, and it brings goes back to the point that we're talking about of uh, kind of just dehumanizing other races and cultures like calling them savages mm-hmm. making them out to be fucking <laughs> predators and monsters under the bed and stuff yeah which I mean since we've last talked I've done a lot more research and dude Native Americans like they their technology was highly advanced because they had like earth technology, man. Like they could make like 500, like five different things from one plant, you know, like, and everything was used. Nothing went to waste. And it's like, now you look at what's wrong with the world today. And it's because it's been overrun by colonial imperialists. And it's just this society that takes more than it needs and pumps out pollution and all this. Like all of our problems today could be solved by like following indigenous ways of life of like taking only mm-hmm. what you need and and utilizing everything and finding a use for everything. Yeah. And, and, you know, so it's like, it, it, but yet the history tries to paint them as savages or something. And it's like, that's just insane, man. Like they were so highly evolved and highly complex and so in tune with the earth and astrology, man. Like they, they were like, it's, it's great. Like I, I learned about mm-hmm. like the, where they like, you know, they've got like holes in rocks and stuff. So when the solstice happens, it shines like a light right on directly mm-hmm. on this thing. And it's like, Come on, man. Like, that is, like, highly advanced stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, on par with Egyptians. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. And it's, like, that's that's why, it, again, too, it's, like, indigenous peoples are our connections to our history. Like, the, the as far back as we can get is indigenous peoples and their cultures and, yeah. the, and their customs. And it's, like, if you try to erase that, you're erasing our link to the very distant ancient past. Yeah, which I think is like something that is like so important and something we talked about before. But growing up in my house, I was like never allowed to forget where I came from, you know, like mm-hmm. with like 
both sides Mm -hmm. of like my mom and my dad you know and i think uh that's something that's kind of lost on people i guess Mm -hmm. is that like what you were saying that nothing is sacred and you know since you have like nothing to hold on to no roots to hold on to that it makes all of the like so much in your life like kind of meaningless and useless and like it's just be everything becomes like a lot of excess Mm -hmm. and then you kind of you you lose like core values of what life really is and what it should be yeah yeah it's you know it's like yeah once i started getting spiritual man and like i really started being grateful for my food and stuff and like just taking the time to honor the food before I ate it and really thought about where it came from. Like all the people that brought it to me, like the people, the farmers, like the people that packaged it, you know, like I I take this time every time I eat to think about that whole process and, and it makes the food sacred and I enjoy it. And like, I appreciate it. And I actually, that has helped me lose weight because now I've like, I don't overeat anymore because I realize when you overeat, it's because you didn't respect the food in the first place. Sometimes, you, you know, with the exceptions, like sometimes we all like to gorge and stuff. Like I do that every once in a while, you know, like it's just like feast. Out, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like everyone, but like, that's like a, should yeah. be a special occasion thing because like a reward every yeah. day is just a bad habit, you know? Yeah. So it's we 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 need to regain and refine balance and and things need to be sacred in our lives and we need to respect them and be grateful for them. But it's like there is there's none of that and everyone's so unhappy and because there's no meaning, there's no there's no spirit in in our modern way of life. Yeah, I think, yeah, we definitely need to hold things like more sacred and and hold on to our roots more and learn, I guess, to like invoke your ancestors and think more about them and be thankful for what they have gone through so that like you can be here today and mm-hmm. people should like learn their old traditions and like keep them alive like they're you know true ancestors traditions mm-hmm. from you yeah ones who were like i guess you know more one with nature and uh, because i mean if you go back far enough in any walk of life like you'll find it mm-hmm. find that uh you know belief system <laughs> Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Catholicism and all that stuff is really not that old. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I've been watching documentaries, too. It's like everything is connected. There is the basically the colonial invasion of America um, and then that coupled with the religious aspect of Christianity morphed into Mm. a white supremacist theology when it came to America because they they felt superior, they were white, and that's filtered Mm. into their doctrines and the way that they talked about God and the way they interpreted the Bible was through a Eurocentric white supremacist lens. That is, is, that's why we have such, that's why everybody like in America is like, what the fuck is wrong with like Christianity? You know, it's like, like how are these people follow the teachings of Jesus that is this guy that loved everybody and was like really trying to bring unity but like they got signs that say like god hates fags and like in like you You know it's just like (laughs) what what is how did it get so backwards and it's because it all started when america started when they came and colonized and felt superior and they were mandated by god they thought it was the manifest Mm. destiny it was their god-given right to take what was you know what was already theirs you know yeah like that just filtered out into modern day where we are now and what you see with like trump supporters and and that sect Mm -hmm. of humanity Yeah, she. Yeah, that's like uh, what is that church called? The West, the Westboro, oh, Westboro Baptist. Westboro Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That is like 
dude, I remember seeing that for the first time. <laughs> I I couldn't even believe. I thought it was like a joke or yeah, something. Right. Like I really, I, I don't even remember how old I was, but I really, I, I seriously thought it was like the National Enquirer or like Mad TV or something. Yeah. <laughs> when I first saw that, because it's like how intense, like that's so intense. Like how can... Just, just to even say that, uh, like God hates anyone or anything. Like, if you really believe in, like God, could you really what? Yeah, isn't that the whole thing? That's the whole uh, your whole belief system, right? Isn't it like love? Yeah, supposed to. So somehow, but they just it got it like God hates everyone who's not me is basically what. Yeah. somehow that got subverted to. Yeah, and it's just twisting, uh, manipulating the Bible's like words to serve any purpose that they want. Yep. And it's it's cryptic enough to where you can read the Bible and you can interpret it a thousand different ways, you know. And then yeah. if we just the the way that it was interpreted was, and that that's what bothers me so bad about Christianity is that they go like you go to, and I know this because I was raised in it. And you go there, mm-hmm. you you let somebody else read the Bible, and then they tell you their interpretation of it on a Sunday. And then you hate being there in the first place. Most people are like, "Oh, great, you gotta go to church." Okay, and then you leave, <laughs> and then that's all it is. It's like, and then maybe you read the book, or maybe you don't. Maybe you own one, but you don't ever attempt to yeah. read it because that shit's like that's work, man. No thanks, man. I'm gonna let this guy yeah. read it and tell me what it says. Like that is modern Christianity, <laughs> dude. Like. Yeah, and isn't it isn't it that there is uh, someone reading it at church because at the time like no one could read, so so that's the only reason why they had someone just like reading it to you. Yeah, but like, and you can like people can read it now, so just like yeah, read it <laughs> now, but like think for yourself now. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And that's why it's like, it's bullshit too about this whole, like, look, like I'm a super spiritual person and I, I like, I, I, the Jesus energy and archetype, like I'm all about it and I believe in it. And like, but Mm -hmm. it's like this whole, like, we got to keep churches open and shit. It, no, you, you don't have to go to a particular place to like worship and be spiritual and connect with spirit. You, You don't need other people to do that. It is like, you literally sit anywhere and just close your eyes and you can connect spirit, man. Like, yeah, yeah. That's like, you know, that just goes back to being, like, severed from the natural world. Like, yep. that's just, like, where we are at this point. Mm-hmm. God. So we also want to talk about the Navajo-Hopi COVID issue going on right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the Navajo and Hopi nations are, a lot A lot of their communities are really far spread out. A lot of, most of them have to drive a couple hours just to be in the next town or the next city. Mm-hmm. So... They are really in need right now, and they they need just basic stuff like masks and gloves, cleaning supplies, dog food, and uh, diapers for adults and babies alike. Uh, and of course, uh, water too is really important. Mm. But yeah, they they live in very remote places, uh, just really far out from a lot of people, like most people, and. Yeah, just like any cities or towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a drop spot where you can like send or uh, drop off supplies. Uh, we can just link it. Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, tell us what the link is. You can find all of this information at uh, NavajoHopiSolidarity.org. Yeah, and they're flying out three times a week uh, to deliver all of these supplies and stuff. 
Nice. And I will, uh, for anybody that's listening to podcasts, I'll have it, I'll have the link in the uh, show notes too. So you can click on it from there. But yeah, you said Navajo Hopi Solidarity.org. Yes. Nice. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of people, I don't think realize like what it's like to live away from a city now. And it's a completely different way of life because we have a, a yeah. supermarkets and, you know, like, yeah, I mean, like we've, we've driven through, through, uh, those areas so many times uh, throughout my life. And yeah, I always was like pretty like just scared of it because you see when you're just like driving through those areas and you see just like houses in, in the middle of nowhere, like actually in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll see maybe five groups of ho- like a group of five like houses or just like one house standing alone or like, you know, two houses kind of close to each other, but, you know, and, but you will have seen the last town or something so far back. And, you know, I was always, I always wondered how, how those people like really live, Mm -hmm. but it's also like really scary. I always was just really scared of the thought of just living out there so uh, far from everything. Like I'm not a big city guy or anything, but that is uh, it's a little too scary for me. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I don't even know what the closest hospital for them is, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I have family like in Kentucky and like like straight up like living on mountaintop, like nothing around Kentucky. And I'm like, wow, this is totally different than anything that I <laughs> Oh, these people are like uh, mostly like it's like desert, you know, like oh, red, wow. like desert. Like, wow. Yeah. I can't even imagine. With like those like those towering uh like structure in like arizona and utah and stuff like that and new mexico there's something about me that really loves the desert so it's like part of me would like would like that but also you're right like there is like a kind of like a a scary element to that just being so far removed from everything yeah i mean i have no problem with being i would love to live in like the mountains (laughs) (laughs) like alone with no neighbors or anything but I mean, out there is like pretty different. I, I, maybe it is just like the fact that it's like such a it feels like such a lonesome place because mm-hmm. there is no like trees really or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and a note too, like, yeah, if there is any uh, listeners that are Navajo or Hopi or are around that area and know what's going on, um, email me at signutron at gmail.com because I'd love to if you want to come on and talk. I'd love to and the same thing with like pacific islanders if anybody is in hawaii and you you know what's going on there hit me up because like people need to know this stuff so like yeah speaking of these really remote scary areas the uh missing and murdered indigenous women major issue that's yeah it's yeah. definitely a major issue yeah that not a lot of people know about yeah definitely not uh so yeah i guess in 2016 there were over 5000 uh, missing and murdered indigenous women, uh, but only around a hundred of them were logged by the Department of Justice. Wow. Yeah, that's like such a scary number. But yeah, you were saying something about the camps. Yeah. So uh, these like man. Uh, yeah, we were talking to uh, when I was talking to Cynthia and Kara, they were mentioning that there are these basically like I forget what they call it. Like maybe they call them man camps or something. But it's like all these yeah. these groups of construction guys take over hotels and basically like live there while they're building these freeways and stuff and there have been uh indigenous women that have been kidnapped by these groups and they've escaped and they've tried to report it to the police and the police are like oh you must have been on drugs basically like writing them off because you know they're native people and apparently like from talking with the the kumiai like yeah the police like they don't really give a shit 
Like, and and it's like, it's so jacked up. And it's like, this, it seems to me just making inferences that if you were a group of guys, like, and you had like a basically an encampment out in the middle of nowhere and you were kidnapping women, who better to get away with murder than to, like construction workers? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if, if they were grouped up, yeah. like that, that's like some scary shit. And I'm just like theorizing, but still it's like, even if that is or not the case there there is a huge issue of missing indigenous women and and nobody really understands where it's happening yeah no one is even it's it's not getting any kind of media coverage at all and it's already been i mean just the numbers that i said that was only from 2016 yeah and you know no still no one is like hearing about this yeah yeah, I think I, I heard, um, I forget where, I heard about it like one time like last year and then now it's getting brought back up and I think this is definitely, I want to do like whole episodes of just like a deep dive yeah. into this issue. I, mean, I wish I knew like a lot more about this. Yeah, I think I'll start doing but, some research and stuff and then yeah, if you, if you can find out anything and then next time we have you back, we'll talk more about it too. So cool. Yeah, but I yeah. think it's just definitely something that people really need to be vigilant about because I don't know, like, I don't know how, um, what the answer like to this can possibly be because, well, I mean, they just need to start like looking for these girls. Yeah. I, I think it's just like, <laughs> if, if there's enough public outcry and enough like pressure to, because I think the issue is like, it's, for me, like, again, just talking with like one or two people about it. It's like, it looks like the issue is that the law enforcement doesn't care that much. Mm. So they yeah. like, and then I'm sure that the it, these people or groups of people or whoever's getting away with this knows that indigenous women are easy targets because nobody is going to go looking for them, you know, like, yeah. And that, that's uh, like, do you, do you know, like the term that they use, like, or what is it like, but the term that they use, like the police use for less dead, no, basically the, the, the least dead victim it would be like a i guess like a black prostitute or something because then they like really don't investigate that oh uh that's what that means like or like you know do you do you remember um oh this happened in colorado it was like a it's like a little like pageant girl who was like murdered in in the like 90s or something mm -hmm. uh jean benet ramsey does that oh, do, yeah. do you know uh -huh. that name yeah okay so that's like the most dead oh like, okay kind of like victim like high so, and that's profile. like something that they actually say yeah okay wow but like less that is like what they say for you know minorities women that... i guess so i i feel like this is probably like the most like less dead like kind of uh wow. group of people now see, would I... probably be uh indigenous women yeah see i didn't even know that and then see now that and see i keep saying everything is connected and now now we're touching on like law enforcement and the racism in law enforcement mm -hmm. and embedded into it yeah and like how anyone could say like even, they have a fucking term like oh these these yeah. this, this human being that is the same as any other human being is less dead somehow like are you fucking kidding me like yeah i mean well i don't know if they say that but i see that in a lot of um i feel like they probably do but i see you see that in a lot of um like like true crime novels and yeah stuff like that mm -hmm. uh they use that term a lot oh i'm sure and you know and it, it shows in how like they're they don't really care to look you know like it's, yeah yeah <sighs> goodness I, I and i don't know what 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 in their head like makes them think that that's like uh like what is what is the motivation behind that because like i, I don't understand what they get out of not searching for that person 
mm-hmm. at, at when it when it comes down to like I guess race and stuff. Yeah, I can't imagine like if 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 I was a cop and somebody was dead, I would treat every person dead as the same like the same like I need to find out what happened to this person justice you know like yeah so like what is like I I just don't understand what's like compelling them like to investigate the things that they would investigate rather than you know especially when it comes down to like the life of an actual human being yeah I know because it's different if there's a cat in the tree or like (laughs) you know sure yeah or like or like some kid some teenagers are like lighting fireworks or, or something that's that's not the same like uh thing as comparing you know like one human life to another yeah yeah well i'm not, uh definitely that's an issue the missing and uh murdered indigenous women is definitely a topic that we'll be diving more into and i'll see if i can find somebody that like is really knows a lot about it and have yeah a guest. i feel like there's definitely uh like people who are on the forefront of like that conversation yeah and so so now we're moving on to like more happier things uh you mentioned that something <laughs> something else that people don't know about is the indigenous games yeah so the the north american indigenous games is something that's really cool and like it's crazy that people don't really know about it but it's like the native american olympics basically nice and they have like i mean it's it's been a while since i've even been I mean, because it's like always in different places, just like the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I actually was one of the people chosen by the Southern U tribe to dance at the opening ceremony. Nice. I think I was around like 13 or something. Yeah, and that was really cool. It was such an honor. That's uh, awesome, man. To be able to like put on for my tribe like that. Yeah. And like at such a young age, too. Uh-huh. But I mean, I never competed or anything. I think it, I, it's really cool to see because there are um, indigenous, more like indigenous kind of games. Like they play like a stick game. And I think uh, I think they might play the traditional version of lacrosse. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm not sure what it is. Like, I don't really know like that much about it, mm-hmm. but I've seen it. What else? Yeah, it's just like canoeing and stuff. But they have like a, a lot of a lot of events but it's something really cool to see uh in the community and it's it's such a crazy thing that like all of this is just like happens under the under like everyone's nose yeah you know that's like kind of what i'm realizing like all these like powwows and like there's just this whole like world living it's like wakanda like is in america you know what i mean yeah right (laughs) Like, like it's just everywhere like there's like powwows there's fairs and and the indigenous games and all this stuff like i i don't know how like the indigenous games isn't a bigger deal like i would love to see that and and yeah, I, but i, I didn't even know it was a thing you know yeah is it uh is it something that happens like every year or is it like the olympics every four years i feel like it's not every year i, I feel like it uh probably is every four years hmm. i don't know i'm not like super in touch with it i just yeah i mean I, i've only been that one time because that was like when they were in uh colorado uh-huh. and that's why i was there I'm so glad I know about it now because I'm going to totally start looking into it. Yeah. I wonder if it like actually aligns with like the Olympics because then it probably would have been this year. Hmm. Interesting. I guess it was supposed to be uh, this year though. Hmm. Oh, but yeah, pretty much everything's getting canceled though. So it's probably COVID COVID may have stopped that too. Yeah. I mean, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Every three years. Okay. Oh, interesting. And then, uh, so, and then we also want to talk about like trading posts. Oh yeah. So yeah. So trading posts, I think is something that uh, like everyone 
would or like i guess a lot of people would like enjoy a lot um like i guess you just have to find them but that's where you can get um you can buy like beadwork and like art and stuff i guess i don't know craft sounds like a little juvenile i guess like yeah when you say arts and crafts but like you know just like things um made by like tribal members from that area mm-hmm. they sell those things but traveling through those is like really fun like when you're so like when you're like on the powwow trail or something traveling between like the country between powwows like you will find trading posts like along the way and it's really really cool to see like the different styles of beadwork yeah um and just like the different things that they they make too like the different kinds of things that you'll find or like just like the colors or their styles of jewelry and like you'll see i mean it's kind of like uh i don't know going to like an art exhibition Mm -hmm. like you know because if you're just looking at like i mean just looking at that stuff it's like you see all this really really beautiful beadwork and all these cool styles of beadwork and like i don't know it's just cool to see all the differences throughout uh the different tribes and stuff and like Mm -hmm. how they do things and how they're how differently their styles are and how um Mm -hmm. i don't know just the diversity of all the tribes that like you can still see now yeah definitely (laughs) yeah and i think it's it's cool because like different tribes too they 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 inhabit different areas of land and the land they inhabit actually sort of influences their culture and their art and and that's such a really cool thing to see like the kumiai i've watched a documentary and they were like uh weaving these amazing baskets from like this plant Mm -hmm. that they just like they pulled the leaves off it was like then they like dried it and somehow like smashed it and then all these strands came out of it and then they like totally like refined those strands and then they wove them into these like amazingly beautiful complex like baskets that are like intense like geometry like mental geometry that they're doing Mm -hmm. in their mind to like weave these things yeah yeah that's like uh something that i think is like so cool too is like seeing how their environments like influence them like how you see that like youth are nomadic people and because of that, you know, they live in teepees. Oh, yeah, newsflash, not all Native Americans live in teepees. <laughs> Good to know. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, like some, like the Pueblo people, they built like stone, like they built into like stone canyons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And na- tribes in the East lived in like longhouses and stuff. It's, it's re- it is really cool to see, uh, like, and all those like Northern tribes too, you know, seeing like, uh, all their artwork, like all those those uh, Haida tribe artworks that you'll see, those are the types of art that you'll see that are like it's always red, black, and uh, white. The Haida tribes are like it's like the the art that you'll see of like a raven or a wolf or a bear or something with like red, black, and white, and these like really I don't know like really interesting like patterns, like stuff that you would see on a totem pole. I guess is kind of what I'm uh, going for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, and like all, all those, uh, the difference in their stories or similarities in their stories too, in their folklore. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I think I, I studied a, um, a tribe that was like inhabited Florida when I was in grade school. And yeah, they, they lived in like uh, elevated ha- little houses that were like kind of like lifted off the marshlands and stuff. No way. Yeah, so it's like, you Like know, in the Philippines? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. That's sick, dude. <laughs> yeah, so I forget no, wait, what tribe it was. Like Seminoles or something? Maybe. Or? I, I can't, I don't want to say which one it is and be wrong. Okay. But yeah, it's, I, I just remember it was something and I thought that was really cool. Oh, dude, I never even knew that. That's crazy. Yeah, I got to look back into that and make sure that I got all that right. But yeah. 
ones, huh? Yeah, because you know, because it's like if you're in the marshlands, like you can't really yeah, build definitely. on the on the swamps, you know. Yeah. So tell us about sweat lodges. A sweat lodge is like a pretty like sacred experience. I I guess this this is kind of like I don't know. To me, this was something kind of like church growing up. I because uh, my dad and I would do this on Sundays. I don't know if that was like had any meaning or anything, or mm-hmm. if it was just because like everyone was. <laughs> free on Sunday. Uh-huh. Just happened to be. Basically, you enter this uh, small thatched hut, mm-hmm. I guess, is what you could call it. Um, but it's like, com- and it's like completely sealed and you have lava rocks, like really, really like heated, like super, super hot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go in there. Um, I don't want to speak like too much on what you do, what happens and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like inside you basically, um, you know, it's it's basically you're like sweating out all the bad spirits, like you're, you're purging your body. Mm-hmm. Um of like everything bad and you're like guided through it someone guides you through like everyone nice but it's like a really uh it's like a cleansing and like like a rehabilitating experience and i i really think like anyone can benefit from it even i don't know like no matter what your kind of belief is i guess mm-hmm. that i think it is uh just really good for you because it's you will feel you will come out feeling like pure and um, purged of bad things inside of you. And like you, you, you come out with like a strength, you know, that you, you know, you made it through. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like not, it's not like sitting in a sauna. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's way more intense than that. Yeah. And is it like, cause I know you might not want to talk like fully on it, but like, is it sort of like kind of like a guided meditation kind of thing that happens in there? Yeah. You could, yeah. You could call it something like, yeah, that yeah. for sure. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it would be beneficial for like everyone, you know, I think if some, I think if people uh, did something like that, I think the world would be a lot happier. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm telling you, it it goes back to, it's like people need, people need their own kind of spiritual practice of sorts. And you know, there's a lot of, you know, you could, you could also, if you did have a sauna, like you could sort of, you know. I mean, develop your own method of sitting in there, but then, but also, yeah, like I would love to go like and to like a, a native uh, person and like mm-hmm. have them like guide me through that too. But it, you know, it's like um, there's a lot of there's just a lot of things that like taking taking time for yourself and like whether through meditation or to kind of purge and cleanse all of this stuff because like we take in a lot of stuff every day mm-hmm. of our lives, mm-hmm. a lot of bad feelings, a lot of hurt. And you need some kind of system to purge that and release it. Otherwise, like you're going to be really unhappy and like you're going to be overwhelmed with these these things. And and that's something that you know uh, the Eurocentric view never really teaches anyone is like any kind of release or um, yeah. you know a purge or something. And I, I don't know if we talked about it last time, but it's like. Uh, a lot of indigenous cultures have rituals where after the men go to war, they stay with shamans before they return to the village yeah. to like purge the trauma of war. Yeah, we uh, I don't think we did talk about that, but I th- think like I I mean, I've definitely heard heard of that, heard that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I'm that I, that's something I think should still like be happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we obviously like war veterans have like horrible PTSD because there's no. Yeah. There's no like exit system or, you know, any any kind of support yeah. to like mental support afterwards. They're like, well, you know, all right, you're back, I guess. Re- you know. it, so that really is just like what happens to like like people. They just like get back off the plane and just like you're home, like go home. I You know, I think and- I 
think so. And I think, there, I mean, I, there is like some, I'm sure there's like VA programs and stuff to deal with PTSD and stuff. But from my understanding, I think that it's mm. the system is really lacking on what it could be doing. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. Wow. But uh, right on, man. Well, um, I think we hit, hit all of our topics. And uh, so thanks for coming back. Yeah, man. It was great to be here. Thank you for having me again. Right on. Yeah. And then uh, just put, if you want, like, uh, think of some more stuff you want to talk about. And uh, and then we'll have you back. And we'll just, like, I just, I like learning from you and hearing what you got to say, man. Dude, thank you. Me too, man. I love, I love talking with you and, like, having these conversations. Right on. <laughs> I, 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 they... They mean a lot to me. I'm really appreciative of it. So thank you. Thank <laughs> you, man. <laughs> well, uh, and then people can find you on. And also, yes, we still we're going to do an episode where we talk specifically about his art. But you should follow him on the Instagrams <laughs> at Full Metal Carrick, K-A-R-A-K, right? Yes. Yeah. And then anywhere else they could find you? That's pretty much all I use. <laughs> okay, right on. <laughs> but yeah, definitely follow him on Instagram. Check out his artwork. It's amazing. And we'll do an episode Thanks, where man. we talk about that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs>